Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, the news and information guide about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. Filipino Catholics have hailed a church move seeking sainthood for a laywoman who quit her job to become a volunteer catechist to serve people. In a circular posted on its official Facebook page, Pasig Diocese announced last Saturday it has started the sainthood process for Luriana Franco, who died from cancer at the age of 75 in 2011. In a directive, Pasig Bishop Milo Hubert Vergara said they have started the process as required by the Vatican's dicastery for the causes of the saints. Born in 1936, Franco worked as a telephone switchboard operator and an accounting clerk in the Philippine Air Force. She quit her job, opting to work as a volunteer catechist in St. Anne Parish in Taguig in southeastern Manila suburb. She received the Pro Iglesia et Pontifice, the highest papal honour for laypeople and clergy in 1990. In 2002, she received the Mother Teresa Award for her work for poor and marginalised people. Malaysia's federal court has upheld a government ban on a book by an openly gay pastor offering alternative Christian perspectives on homosexuality. The book Gay is OK, A Christian Perspective was published in 2013 and openly sold until 2020 when the government banned it, saying it was inappropriate under the printing and publication law. Homosexuality is illegal in the Muslim-majority nation and is punishable by caning and up to 20 years in jail. Author Ngeo Boon Lin and the publisher... Garrick Budaya appealed the ban, but it was dismissed by the top court. Human rights organisation Article 19 slammed the ban, saying it was muzzling alternative views and discouraging open discourse and diversity of thought. Ngeo co-founded a gay-friendly Protestant church near Kuala Lumpur in 2007 and then left for the US, where he led a congregation at the Metropolitan Community Church for lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people in New York. Tribal leaders in India's Manipur state have accused government officials of suspending food supply to thousands of mostly Christian displaced people pushing them to starvation in relief camps. Indigenous Tribal Leaders Forum submitted a complaint to Federal Home Minister Amit Shah on Monday, accusing a top state official in Chura Chandpur district of refusing to release food grain for some 17,000 displaced people since February the 16th. An estimated 50,000 people were displaced in Manipur following ethnic violence between the Hindu-majority Mai Tai community and the Kukuzo tribal community that started last May. The violence left more than 200 dead, some 350 churches and Christian institutions and thousands of Christian homes destroyed. The ethnic clashes erupted after tribal groups opposed a state move to grant tribal status to relatively wealthy and politically influential Mai Tai community. Sporadic violence between ethnic groups continues in the state. 
Cambodia's long-ruling Cambodian People's Party has secured absolute majority in the Senate by winning 55 out of 58 seats at elections last Sunday. Former Prime Minister Hun Sen was elected Senate President, which will enable him to stand in as head of state in absence of King Norodom Shihamuni. Hun Sen has been elected head of the Senate, meaning he will be head of state when the king is out of the country. His eldest son is Prime Minister, and yet another son was recently named as one of 11 Deputy Prime Ministers. Potentially, his family holds the top three political positions in Cambodia. Luke Hunt reports for UCA News from Cambodia and has seen the developments from close quarters. Hun Sen's party, the CPP, won 120 of the 125 seats at the National Assembly elections in July. With more than 60 political prisoners behind bars, including the former leader of the banned Cambodian National Rescue Party, Kem Sakar, securing his family's power has never been so blatant. Advocacy groups say democracy has diminished under the CPP regime that ruled the country since 1979 after the end of the civil war. The regime banned opposition parties, arrested and jailed dozens of opposition leaders and activists and shut down independent media. Islamic and religious minority groups in Indonesia have welcomed a government plan to offer services of the Religious Affairs Office to people of all faiths in the Muslim-majority nation. The plan offers premises of the Religious Affairs Office for conducting weddings of religious groups that do not have places of worship. Ryan Dagur reports for UCA News from Indonesia. Non-Muslims in Indonesia register their marriages in the civil registry. Now, a more convenient method is formulated. It is a welcome move by the Islamist minority nation and welcomed by all leaders of minority groups. The plan also includes allowing non-Muslims to register their marriages with the office. The Religious Affairs Office is under the Directorate General of Islamic Community Guidance and is spread across regencies and cities in the country. Until now, it mostly offered services to Muslims. Besides Christian groups, moderate Islamic groups like Nadlatul Ulama and Muhammadiyah have backed the plan. About 87% of Indonesia's estimated 279 million people are Muslims, about 7% are Protestants, 2.9% Catholics and 1.7% Hindus. Other religions include Buddhism, Confucianism, Gufata, Judaism and traditional indigenous religions. Contentious blasphemy issue has come to the fore again in Pakistan with two recent incidents sparking tension. Last Sunday, a police officer rescued a woman accused of blasphemy from a mob of 200 men in a market in Lahore. The mob wrongly claimed her shirt was adorned with verses from the Quran. Earlier last Friday, thousands of people marched on the streets after a top judge ordered the release of a man accused of blasphemy. A campaign targeting Chief Justice Kazi Fayaziza 
began after he ordered the release of a man from the Ahmadi religious sect, considered heretical by hardline Muslim scholars. The man had been accused of committing blasphemy by disseminating a forbidden Ahmadi text. About 3,000 people gathered at rallies across the northwestern city of Peshawar after Friday prayers. Blasphemy is a serious criminal offence that warrants death and life sentence in Pakistan. In past years, mobs have lynched people they deem to have insulted Islam or the Prophet Muhammad. Church-run hospitals in South Korea have expressed concerns over mass walkouts by doctors protesting against a government plan for reforms in the medical sector. Government officials said more than 8,800 junior doctors, or about 71% of the trainee workforce, have walked out to oppose the plan to sharply increase medical school admissions. The government defended the move by citing the ratio of low doctor numbers, only 2.5 per 1,000 people, and a rapidly ageing population. Protesters say the current infrastructure is insufficient to train more medical students and could lead to a decline in the quality of medical professionals. Officials at church-run hospitals in Seoul... Un Pyeong, Weijongbu and Bucheon have warned of service disruption should the strike continue. The government aims to increase the numbers of medical students from just over 3,000 to more than 5,000 in 2025. The country expects to add up to 10,000 doctors by 2035 to cope with the country's rapidly ageing population amid a constantly falling birth rate. A Protestant seminary in China has signed an agreement with two state-sanctioned bodies to promote the controversial policy of the sinicization of Christianity and the thoughts of President Xi Jinping. Shanghai-based East China Theological Seminary signed the agreement with the National Committee of the Three Self-Patriotic Movement of the Protestant Churches in China and the Chinese Christian Council in line with the patriotic education law of the communist government. US-based rights groups China Aid slammed the move, saying this politically motivated agreement between the state-run organizations and the theological seminary is quite unusual, deviating completely from the usual path of faith and the church. China has asserted more control and launched a renewed crackdown on religious groups and religious activities since Xi Jinping came to power in 2012. Chinese Communist Party has firmed up and implemented a series of policies and regulations, including the sinicization of religions, a political ideology that aims to impose socialist principles on individuals and society to ensure loyalty to the party. The Hong Kong Journalists Association, the city's largest and oldest press group, said it fears a new domestic security law may affect news reporting and urged the government to protect reporters. The new security law, also known as Article 23, referring to the provision in the city's mini-constitution, could have far-reaching implications for the press, the group said in a submission last Friday. The association has also proposed the authorities provide clearer definitions of provisions relating to offences, including external interference and theft of state secrets. 
Hong Kong's pro-Beijing regime aims to enact a new domestic security law seeking to criminalise five types of crime, treason, insurrection, theft of state secrets and espionage, sabotage, endangering national security and external interference. Hong Kong's chief executive, John Lee, has claimed most people support the law. In a joint statement signed by UK-based advocacy group Hong Kong Watch and activist groups based in the US, UK and Canada that said the new law would bring further devastating consequences for human rights in the city. That's it for this week. Follow us on our Twitter, Facebook and YouTube handles given in the description. Visit ucanews.com for daily news, interviews, commentaries and special features that matter to you. Appreciate your help in whatever form you choose to contribute and please do so through ucanews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex. I'll see you next week. Until then... Goodbye.